0: Hi there and welcome to Vox Talk, your weekly review from the world of voiceover. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli from Voices. How do you get into character? Joining me today is Max McLean, award-winning actor and the artistic director and founder of Fellowship for the Performing Arts. Max has adapted for Stage, The Screwtape Letters, C.S. Lewis on Stage, The Most Reluctant Convert, The Great Divorce, Genesis, and Mark's Gospel. His recent writing and producing credits include Martin Luther on Trial. And not to forget all of this, everybody, Max has been nominated for four awards from the Audio Publishers Association for his narration of the Listener's Bible. Max McLean's creative work has been cited with distinction by The New York Times, Washington Post boston globe chicago tribune wall street journal and cnn to name a few welcome to the show max
1: thank you very much
0: oh such a pleasure to see you max i know we've run into each other once um, after a production of uh, the most reluctant convert in new york and i've been in touch a little bit since but uh, just such a pleasure to speak with you today and to learn more about your process So Max, most people know C.S. Lewis because of the Chronicles of Narnia, most famously The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Now you've adapted a number of his works for the stage. And what role did C.S. Lewis play in shaping your career?
1: Well, for the last 15 to 20 years, pretty significantly because uh, we've invested so much of our resources and of course in any kind of artistic endeavor there's a tremendous opportunity cost in the sense if you decide to do one thing that means you can't do something else. It's just you know because there's such a focus and commitment. So uh, we started working on Screw Tape back in 2004. We did our first production of of Screw Tape in 2006, uh, and then that had a really long run. And we followed that up by several other Lewis books that we have adapted from the page to the stage and. So I would say from the for the past eighteen years, uh Lewis has has occupied a, a central uh place in my uh creative work.
0: That's a long time to spend with one author, I must say. Mm-hmm. But when you find someone that you're really inspired by and you love their work, it's, it's hard to leave it alone. So uh, I know that you've uh, obviously have stage productions of these works, but you've also just recently created a film oh, of right. the same one. So, and as an actor and someone who's talented in, in other ways for producing and, and making these great shows, how is acting for the stage different for acting for film?
1: Uh, it's pretty significant. Uh, on stage, the imprint that uh, the uh, audience remembers is the voice, whereas the imprint that the audience remembers in film is the image. Uh, there's, so the actor is much more central to the theater process than uh, in, in the film process. He has a lot more help, uh, a lot more moving parts. Uh, the actual process of producing a film. You know, you hear, here we have two mediums, film and theater, using essentially the same script. And uh, the process was completely different. In, in theater, you would start rehearsing maybe four to six weeks out, maybe more. Uh, and then uh, at the performance, you start from the beginning and you go until it's over, all in one continuous flow. And it gains momentum in the process. Whereas in film, you're breaking it up into a hundred different pieces, all out of order. Your concentration in theater, you have to, it's becomes a marathon. Whereas in film, you have these short little sprints, you know, whether it be 30 seconds, a minute, perhaps 90 seconds, rarely more than two minutes. And then you stop and do the same scene again from a different angle. Then somebody else actually pieces it all together. So it is a, a it, it's a completely different process. And, and I and I don't know how well I could have done it if I hadn't done the play beforehand. You know, especially in terms of of emotional continuity, or you know, making sure that you you understood the character's motive and intent at that moment.
0: And you have done such an amazing job in that. Um, as I had mentioned to you earlier, I've seen you do C.S. Lewis on stage, I even bought a mug. And I, oh, I love having my tea in it. I'll tell you, um, <laughs> you know, just the cutest little glasses on the back. Um, but I, I just think it's so important that actors are fully invested in what they're doing and that when they're telling stories that they understand there's a difference between doing it for theater or for on camera. Mm-hmm. Or if you're narrating an audiobook, which I know you're familiar with, with the audio side as well. So um, you've just spent so much time with C.S. Lewis. Like I can totally see it just like every little detail as a Lewis fan watching you in the film, but also on stage, kind of repeating the uh, the way that C.S. Lewis would come into the classroom. He'd have a way of taking off his hat, his scarf, his coat, his that. And then as he'd be leaving the classroom, he'd be dressing and leaving and mm-hmm. and just all of these neat little things that clearly you've picked up on, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. as someone who's paying attention to detail Um, that's just amazing. So how did you get into the crafting of C.S. Lewis and what makes this complex character who of course is a real person?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you always start with his words. And one of the, the great things that, uh, decisions that we made was not trying to invent words for Lewis, but getting the rights in the C.S. Lewis estate to use his words. Uh, and it all begins with, uh, with articulating his thoughts after him. One of the, uh, probably the most important thing I did uh, when I was rehearsing, or when I was writing the original script, it was based on his memoir, Surprised by Joy. And uh, I took the time and the trouble to transcribe the whole book because I wanted to think his thoughts after him to follow his train, to, to, to follow why he took a particular moment this way instead of that way, you, discover his uh, sense of humor and how he turns phrases. Um, all of that, uh, and then of course, when you get the costume designer and when you get the uh, makeup designer to make you dress and look like him, that also has an enormous effect on the way you walk, the way you carry yourself, all of that goes into bringing a character to life.
0: So were there any tricks that you had for getting into the character?
1: No, not, I wouldn't say tricks. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, acting is a, is a very technical process uh, in the sense that your, your voice, your body your mind are your instruments, you know, those are, it's like a musical instrument that you learn to play. Uh, you have an impulse that goes into your mind and that sends a signal into your diaphragm and that sends up air through your, through your lungs and through your uh, vocal cords and through your articulators and, and it, it, it impacts the breath and that impacts your emotion. And then it comes out into the air and it has to come out of the air into uh, uh, reach another person. Probably the main difference between film and theater is theater. You have to overcome so much space, you know, whereas in film, the camera is just inches in front of you. In many cases, never much more than four or five feet away. Uh, And so the close up is uh, is really intense and, and you feel like the camera will. Pick up any false moment, so you you really have to be uh, uh, you have to be clear on what you're doing, why you're doing it, and uh, make sure that it's as uh, truthful as possible.
0: I like that. Make sure that it's as truthful as possible, because there are a lot of actors out there who take any role that comes to them, or they'll they'll you know d- uh, do work that they don't actually agree with, or they don't believe in what they're saying, and. Of course, there's a, a little bit of, uh, I guess you could say, a lack of authenticity in that way. But, I mean, that's, you know, some actors will just say, I can do anything because I'm an actor. I'm just acting. I, it isn't really me. And, and you know, I can f- just take on this role and, uh, you know, f- just pretend. So, how does that work, Max? Because I know that you're an actor, but also you're behind the scenes in a lot of ways and, and helping people and directing mm-hmm. them and getting to do. So is there anything to the whole, oh, I'm just an actor, I can do it and I don't have to believe what I'm saying? Or, or is there something that uh, there's much more, uh, I guess, intellectual and, and subconscious about this whole process that mm-hmm. we're missing? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I do think that you can create a character that you do not. Uh, in your real life believe uh, the way that person believes. I think that that's uh, very doable. That is what it acting is. It is make believe, children do it. They're not policemen, they're not firemen, yet they play them. Uh, because in a certain sense they wanna feel like, what does it feel like to be that person? Uh, and you use your imagination, you use your intellect, you do your studies. Uh, And you interpret and that and that's how you create a character I do think that when you have the added benefit of not just believing in real life But taking your real-life belief and putting it into the character that does add another dimension to it Uh, I I, am not sure that means you're a better actor for that person It just does add another dimension that you can play with and use in my in my case, what it would mean is, it really informs my decision making in terms of what I want to do. Uh, one of the main reasons I spent a lot of time with Lewis and and other quote unquote religious works is because that's what I was interested in, and uh, and they weren't uh, producers weren't necessarily producing those kinds of works, so I thought. And, and they weren't serving the that audience, either. So I thought, well, I'll produce that work. I'll write it, I'll raise the money, and uh, we'll try to find our audience. And uh, it just so happened that we did.
0: Yes, and that would be the Fellowship for the Performing Arts, Is is that right?
1: Yeah, so uh, we produce theater from a Christian worldview meant to engage an intellectually diverse audience, meaning uh, we want to help people get a a picture, uh, get inside the Christian worldview in a way that perhaps if they don't live in that world, uh, they can uh, imagine what it's like. Uh, Blaise Pascal once said, uh, make them want it to be true and then show them that it is. and so, uh, the way we do that in theater is to engage the imagination because the imagination is the raw material of what we think about. You know, if, if an idea or thought or scene doesn't really engage the imagination, uh, it's not going to. Uh, stir up the energy uh stir up the juices that make you want to reevaluate. because uh if it doesn't capture imagination it's not going to go anywhere else you're not going to think about it
0: good stories always capture the imagination and uh, i was just thinking in in your productions there and just knowing c.s lewis's own story and you know the walk at at maudlin down um um what is it addison's walk yes so yes so how he had friends with Hugo Dyson and, and um, of course, Tolkien and and mm-hmm. an assortment of others. I don't want to leave them all out. Um, but, yeah, he had a group of people that were the Inklings, and they inspired him, and they, they inspired each other. And they certainly didn't all have the same worldview, but they were able to come together and share. And I think that that's something that's important as an artist, to be able to have a small group of people that you can connect with to, to kind of bounce your ideas off of, but also to be challenged by.
1: Yeah, well, that's... That's the role of friendship, uh, you know, and colleagues at work. You know, your lovers, Lewis said, lovers look into it at each other. Uh, friends look side by side at the same thing. I think that, uh, that one of the things that it's a fellowship of people who believe art and theater from a Christian worldview can engage the imagination and influence uh, culture. So uh, that's what we do.
0: Wonderful. So I know that there are other actors out there who probably want to do what you're doing in a way they want to take a work that they were really inspired by and they're like, oh, I, I'd like to make this into a stage adaptation or or I don't want to make my own work for that matter, right? An audiobook and so on. Um, do you have any advice for them? Like when you were getting started that you wish you knew about how to go about making your own work and present it to others?
1: Right. Um, I was invested in the work itself. I loved doing the work. I was passionate about the work. I was focused on the work. And uh, that made me create better work. And then when it was time to share the work with others, I started small. I, I found, a, you know, a, we had a, a small circle, of, an inner circle, that, and uh, they shared it with others. And then the circles grew into larger circles. And it took a lot of time. So you know, some people think I'm an overnight sensation, but you know that overnight sensation took 40 years, uh, and and that's kind of the nature of of the work. You it's uh, uh, somebody wrote a book called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. It is a little bit that you know you're, you're focused on something that you love that you feel called to do, and you stick with it, and then uh, slowly but surely. God opens doors, uh, do what you love, what you're passionate about and what you're good at. Sometimes you're passionate about things that you're not good at uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of times your passion makes you good at it, makes you better because you stick with it. Uh, but if you're passionate about something and you're good at it and opportunities go uh, come, I mean, those are the three things that have to happen.
0: I love it when I see actors or any creative really doing what they really love. You know, bringing their voice to their work, um, presenting it to others in a way that is really engaging and professional. And and having seen not just the one show, I've actually seen two of the shows your, your theater companies for. Anytime I was in New York, Max, I tell you, I was always like, what is FPA doing? Like, I have to go see, like, if there's a show going on, I wanna see it. And I have not seen screw tape. Oh, you gotta bring it to Canada, honestly. Like, I've not <laughs> seen it. And anyway, but that's like the one that I was super excited to. Um, but you know, that's what happens is when you create work that lights a fire in other people then um they want to tell other people they want to say oh my gosh you got to see this or this changed my life or you pick up a book or or whatever it might be like that's the sort of way that you can affect change in the world it's through telling stories creating great content and finding ways to connect with your audience in a way that is meaningful
1: absolutely and it it starts with you know we're, we're a product of the uh the thoughts we think, the books we read, the people we talk with. And that creates uh, who we are. And, uh, and it is out of that that the, the overflow of that comes the, the work that we love and the work that we create.
0: And it's a beautiful work. Like, oh, my goodness. I just, like, oh, I could spend all day in that little store that you had at <laughs> mm-hmm. you where to go buy things that, that reminded you of what you just seen, you know, tote bag shirts and memories. In fact, today I'm wearing something from the Stratford Festival. You might have seen it just off camera there, but, you know, like... People just, they want to feel part of something. And I'm really glad that so many people have found what you're doing and also wish to be part of it. So Max, before we go, um, I know this conversation is short, but just so lovely. um, Where can people go to learn more about what you do and your work?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, Probably the two easiest places would be our website, cslewismovie.com, or you can go to Amazon Prime. It's it's pretty, uh, in fact, uh, Amazon is going to have a, uh, a big promotion on our film uh, next week, I think, or in a couple of weeks, and um, or for our stage, you can go to cslewisonstage dot com. dot com.
0: That's fabulous. So, yes, as I said, everyone, go and you know learn more about anything you'd like to learn about what you heard today. But Max, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure. And that's the way we saw the world through the lens of voiceover this week. A special thank you to Max McLean, our special guest, for sharing his wisdom today on Vox Talk. Getting into character is one of the most exciting things for actors, but can also be a unique challenge. And I'm so glad that Max walked us through what you can do to be thinking of when creating a character and how to best approach it. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to let me know, share it online, or comment on our social posts to join the conversation. For Voices, I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli. Vox Talk is produced by Jeff Bremner. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week and in the conversation online.